Hello and welcome to New Tricks, the weekly podcast from New Dog PR. I'm Emily Newman. And I'm Catherine Doggall. This podcast is a chance to mull over the current goings on in hotel land, chat to some pleasant folk about things they know and provide some interest for your ears. We've brought our journalism and communication experience together with our sector knowledge and contacts to create a strategic PR company which understands investing in hotels and the many roles within them. On International Women's Day, we reflect on the similarities between women and the hospitality sector, enforced gratitude and a repressed position to name a few, and wonder whether the industry should dial back on its hospitable nature. For further regular New Dog fun, don't miss Catherine's Friday column, available from the news section of our website, newdogpr.co.uk, or our LinkedIn page or Twitter. And welcome to another episode of New Tricks, the weekly podcast from New Dog PR. We are here on the most momentous day ever, Monday the 8th of March 2021, and the kids have gone back to school. So we are having <laughs> continuous thoughts all in a row with no snack making involved. How are you, Catherine? I'm splendid. I'm splendid. Uh, I'm enjoying everyone's going back to school children vicariously, because of course, uh, here in the Republic, um, we their children have been back since the uh, last summer so I won't go on about that too much because whenever I do it costs me friends <laughs> and so I shall not we do get locked in after six o'clock at night if that helps anybody and they really without anything open what are you doing after six o'clock at night anyway well this this is true and and street we'll come on to street drinking actually let's yes. go into street drinking because oh, yes we're straight in I think straight into street drinking because what else do you do when your kids are at school quite frankly <laughs> it's exactly. out on the street with some hooch um no Ooh. but um uh we have learnt in in this fair isle, on this fair isle that um the uk pavement licenses will be extended for a further 12 months so there will be much and many street drinking to be had um i don't know why i'm not doing it today Indeed, i am disgusted to let well i'm i'm confused and, and amazed um, but of course, you can't see us here on the podcast, so Emily could well indeed have a yard of ale on the go, and who would who would be able to know? But who isn't doing it at the same time? But uh, yes, I'm disgusted to learn that there are pavements out there that were unlicensed all this time. So, uh, so yes, at least now there's been a, a correction in what has been a disturbed environment for us for us all to live in. And the good people of Paris are very much enjoying the street drinking. I hear. Yes, they've completely converted over to the to the English ways of drinking out of plastic pint glasses and drinking in the gutter until six o'clock when uh, no more street drinking is allowed and everyone must go home to do their drinking on the sofa instead, as nature intended. But uh, yes, street drinking out of plastic pint glasses has become the new hip thing to do and it's quite disturbing to see how quickly a civilization can crumble. Um, so let's hope this doesn't go on too much longer, otherwise soon nobody will be wearing scarves all the time either and then they'll all be... Dreadful. And you'll get some mm. pop-ups and stuff as well. It'll just be all sorts of... Oh, it's pop-ups. We do have pop-ups um, already. It's a thing. Um, and all sorts of pop-ups. Pop-up. What did I have a pop-up the other day? Oh, I think it was just a, a random pop-up cafe. Nice. Popped up. Yes, it popped up. There's a lot of <laughs> cleaning gel. And it popped um, down again. Mm. Pop-up. Pop down. Pop-up. <laughs> down but um but it's quite good because it means that um whereas hospitality used to be certainly when i worked in bars hospitality was um was bad hours for bad friend having um unless you could get your friends free drinks of course in which case your friends will come around to your place of work but it was very sad because you couldn't go out after work because after work was two o'clock in the morning um but now with the curfew after work is six o'clock you still can't go out 
but um, but it's slightly more sociable. So maybe the more sociabilization of working in hospitality is something that we'll all be learning from this. And that is the image that it, the shakeup that it needs. Mm, it I is, was always always heartened to see the um, very uh, entrepreneurial coffee van um, outside one of the South London tube stations that I used to get on, and he had very sociable hours. I mean, he'd go on to do his there at seven a.m., but that's fine. But he was tucked up in back in bed by ten ten a.m. because the commuting the commuting belt had gone. Sociable hospitality, there it is. Sociable hospitality for everyone, for everyone. Right. Quite so, yes, and I also my mind also leaks back to my sister's wedding, where after about eleven o'clock at night, the people running the bar in the hotel said, "You know what? Just write down what you had. We can't be bothered to watch you drinking anymore." And uh, and so we did. Also sociable. So maybe there's a an opportunity to put the the mini bar onto the main bar, and it just makes that you know little records the lifting of the bottle that they do. Yes, mm, self service bars. That is where the robots will come in. It is. So during the day, you can have your mixology and all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Your theatre of drinking. Uh, and then after, say, six or seven, everyone can go home to their existences and you can make your own drinks. I think some have some places have tried this in the form of an honesty bar, haven't they? Which is a very mm. different type of situation and offering. Yes. And that's a, it's a difficult word in that environment. <laughs> honesty. Uh, not bar, obviously. It's an easy word. But honesty because then it, you feel that slight guilt and it really when you're drinking the last thing you want to also feel is a sort of niggling guilt that at some point you might not be honest it's not good for the digestion it's not it's not so maybe everyone's bar or not open bar that's different mm. but everyone's bar community bar there we go bringing in the trend word of, the, of the hour super community yes we are, as well as this glorious day of um, the the resurgence of, uh, of childcare, we also, um, we're coming off the back of a budget. So dishy-wishy, as you wrote about beautifully on Friday, um, in your weekly column that everyone should... I did, in my weekly column. In your weekly <laughs> column that everyone should make haste and get to our website to have a read. Our website is u.pr.co.uk and there's a news tab which will be populated weekly with thoughts and things and insight and fun, funny, funny stuff too. So everyone should get there. Mm, um, but, but no you... word searches though, because they're weird. Mm, yeah, yeah, true. Um, this week's column, obviously, talked about the budget, Dishy Rishi in his cashmere and his heated mug. Um, so mm. I was following this and it seemed to be that there was quite a positive response from the sector. Um, with a caveat of we need to look at the details. It seems like the details have been looked at, less positive a response. <laughs> I don't know whether there was, it was an yes. interesting kind of play on whether it was sort of, well, we, we'll, we'll look like we're being, you know, appreciative and, um, and, and this is all sounding good and then turns out not so much. Yes. Well, here on International Women's Day, which is when we are recording this, um, it's important to, to think of the ways in which uh, women have been ground down over the years. And for women, you can read the hospitality sector because um, as far as uh, Dishi Rishi and his cohort go, everyone needs to be grateful for whatever they can get when they're in a repressed business and things aren't what they could be. And we see too much, I think, of, um, of 
having to put up with that. You don't. And you have to obviously be nice to the government sometimes. And, you know, one has to be diplomatic about these things, of course. And as the hospitality sector, it has to be hospitable. But you don't see this kind of thing in a lot of other industries where if something goes wrong or they're not being properly supported, suddenly it's feces at dawn. Um, and I think, you know, we don't want the hospitality sector to fall out. And it's, it's raised its voice so, so well in the last year. Um, and sort of persuaded government that it kind of exists sometimes in places that obviously we don't do anything too bad. But what I suggested was maybe a removal of hospitality for some senior cabinet ministers. If you can't play nice, take it away. Exactly. You can't have it. I'm sorry. I mean, no tea refills for you, Rishi. And and, uh, Boris Johnson claims that his favourite food is bangers and mash can come back to that another time um, <laughs> Let's, there's too many obvious comments to make there um about the progeny no 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 don't talk about the progeny of boris we could run but another competition though perhaps we could last we week's could. so successful remind me to what's talk his about well that. we know it's not foie gras because that's all uh, getting banned isn't it because it's french so um yes so maybe you know if i was running say a restaurant that specialized in um in bangers and mash, and Mr. Johnson turned up and said, oh, "I'd love some of your lovely bangers and mash." After my difficult, you know, few months of being being trapped in number eleven with only my exciting refurbishment to keep me happy to keep me company, I would be thinking, "Maybe you can't come in here, Mr. Johnson, and have any bangers and mash because you are not being very nice, and um, and many of my colleagues have uh, become bankrupt as a result of your non-action." So just little things like that. Maybe you go into a hotel and you don't offer him the full pillow menu. <gasps> I know. Yes, I know. Do that, and we shall say Not... just just hospitable in a very hospitable way. Yes. How disappointed that we are, um, exactly. and these are the consequences. Yes, exactly. Just you can only have these two pillows to choose from. Yes. I'm sorry, not the hypoallergenic one. No, never that one. No, 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 no. no, no. We'll see how he feels. Yes. There's there's ways and means because everyone wants to go out after all this is over, as we know, and um, maybe some people should be feeling the consequences of some of their actions like to see that um a note if i may on recruitment um because perhaps you know if boris ever needs some um we mentioned the other day the increase in um recruitment posts on linkedin for all manner of jobs and um, the ft ran a story on the increasing uh the increased recruitment levels in the us and i happened to be chatting to some pals some mates of mine in um who live in manhattan they are uk folk who've gone out there for a little um stint and they it was quite interesting talking to them they've since july uh, so all the kids have been back to school since September. And since July, they have pretty much carried on with their lives as normal, in inverted commas. So mask wearing has been, um, from day one, uh, mandatory. And it's that's just fine, and it happens. And their hospitality sector has... They've all just... The point of all of this rambling is that they have just found a way to live with the virus. Um, so hospitality, um, I think they were running at 35% indoor capacity initially, and now they're up to 60%. Um, you have to have some food with your booze, but they've found a way to make it work. Vicious rumours are circulating in France that soon, uh, possibly as soon as the beginning of next month, restaurants will be allowed to open <gasps> at lunchtime. Lunchtime drinking. That's even better than street yes. drinking. Exactly. Then you can move your lunchtime drinking seamlessly into street drinking. Oh, yes. Nice. 
Let's do some results because there's been a few. Um, Delata. So they have a new CEO and they released their four-year results last week, I think. Um, so indeed, revenue decreased by 68%. Oh, I mean, that's not, sadly, we're in a stage that that's state, that, that is no longer news. Um, but they are, um, they see the UK market as well positioned for recovery, domestic tourism, you know, all these sort of same old bingo phrases now, pent up leisure demand. Um, and yes, any, have you got any sort of insights, thoughts on Delata and? Um, well, First of all, huge congratulations to Dermot Crowley, who has gone from deputy CEO to CEO and Ooh. now can rule the world. Um, we like Dermot and many, many congratulations to him uh, in his world of excitement. And we also liked that they'd given their results a headline. <gasps> yes, um, we did. Which you don't often get. We did enjoy that very much. Unbowed and unbroken, um, it said to the, to the market uh, at 7 o'clock in the morning. And uh, yes. And, uh, and why not? Why not? Um, it seems tremendous to be saying these things. And of course, the exciting thing about Delata is that they have seen huge enthusiasm um, from investors for their product over the last year because um, they have leases and they pay their rent. And uh, can't tell you how much that sets you apart at the moment if you're a company. So, <laughs> so they are all go team with plenty of enthusiastic people looking to give them lots and lots of money and help them develop things and generally expand all over the place. Um, so they are quite chipper and well deserving of being able to put unbowed and unbroken on top of uh, their results. And I look forward to seeing other hotel companies following the lead um, for their results and just instead of just you know it's the time of resilience and no one cares the time of resilience um, that we're all here is testament to our resilience in difficult difficult times and hopefully all the rest of the companies uh, will remain to be here and remain to be resilient but let's see something more enthusiastic for your headlines now if you're allowed to have a headline let's get on it I think it should be approached in the same way as sort of scripting a Hollywood Hollywood Oscar winning film is so if we could all do it like that um mm. That would that would make for a bit more fun. Yes, I think so. Right, let the games begin. PPHE also had some things to say. Um, Good things about the UK. June is seeing everyone going down that one road into Cornwall, which should be interesting. Glasgow, obviously, the climate uh, summit in November. So they are eyeing up the UK in um, in favourable with with favourable eyes. Do eye up favourable eyes. Yes. They, yes. Yes. You can eye up eyes. You don't have to. You know, there's loads of eyes, aren't there? You can have eyes looking at eyes. It happens all the time. You know, across a crowded room and things like that. <clears throat> I vaguely remember. So, yeah. I know crowded rooms, eh? Uh, but um, so yes, they're they're eyeing up the UK favourably, as they would. Um, they've got loads of hotels there. So, <laughs> so this is deeply, deeply with the favourable fund. Of course, um, they are an owner operator, so they have not been put into too difficult a situation because they can just talk to each other if they have a problem. And PPHE, <laughs> stored loads of wine. There we go. Bear it in mind. <laughs> Still true. When you're so, considering where to unleash your pent-up demand, your pent-up who demand, has got the biggest the wine? wine? It's PPHE. <laughs> they have the wine, and they've been thinking about this since ages before the pandemic. What are we going to do where we can't import any more wine from Italy or it gets very expensive? Let's stash a load of it. And so they did. Um, and they didn't mention it on um, this year's results because presumably... They're concerned that somebody may, I don't know, break in and drink it all, possibly in the street. But uh, but yes, but they did mention Brexit um, during their comments. Um, Looking ahead, saying you know it's, it's, everything's been 
been super very confident obviously COVID-19 vaccines are being rolled out borders are being reopened hopefully restrictions are being eased phased recovery yada 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 well-invested portfolio strong development pipeline they also said um, that their teams have been very proactive to mitigate the potential risks of course of not having enough wine um, but that the full economic impacts of uh, what they're calling a new partnership and you can decide whether um, the actions of the UK government and the EU count as a partnership or not, or a kind of partnership where you find yourself crying into your vats of wine at three in the morning, um, uh, is yet unclear and currently masked by the pandemic. And to go back to your point about recruitment, um, now that we are by no means out of the other side of the pandemic at all, there's still many, many um, acts left in this play um it's it's people starting to think ahead with hope um if not actual um holiday booking and starting to wonder what else is there underneath the mask as we finally take them off drop them into the great rubbish bin of the pandemic what will we find underneath and is it going to be no staff and is it going to be difficulties traveling because i don't know about you but um i believe that uh folk in uh, the UK will soon have to fill in a form saying why they're leaving the country, which is very promising. Um, I looked into coming back to the UK uh, next month just for a quick 24 hours and was told that in order to complete my passenger locator form, I would have to uh, buy, pre-buy, pre-book my COVID tests from the Tory donor of their choice on both days two and eight, despite my not being in the country for days two and eight, despite my being back in France for days two and eight. Um, right. This uh, and this was what I this if I didn't buy this, I would be unable to complete the form. So it is in fact the cost of filling in the form, and the cost of filling in that form was two hundred and ten pounds. Um, that's fine. I have an infinite number of Eurostar vouchers, as you can appreciate. So I'm not really paying out at the moment for train tickets. However, it seemed a little unreasonable seeing as I'd also have to buy a test in France to get to the UK and I'd also have to buy a test in the UK to get back to France. Um, so, hmm. Yeah, this is A, I, not well thought through, B, not really encouraging kind of the freedom of movement. That no, we, it's not really a good you know. Brexit sign when there doesn't seem to be any agreement over how ridiculous the different ways to get across the border are. And this is still to consider that um, in m Paris, we still don't have any milk um fortunately milk is available elsewhere and of course we still do have a lot of hummus but um we haven't had an MS update for a while how so how are the shelves looking no still, milk no milk That's still fine. an awful lot of hummus else. uh the occasional mm-hmm. chicken oh. uh, yeah the occasional chicken um there was a brief fluttering of um uh indian food which was good which was good, um, but still many, 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 many an empty shelf. No one's mm. seen an avocado now for, for just once. Just Gosh. once. I know it's desperate. Uh, chopped <laughs> pineapple was back the other day. Okay. Mm. And uh, and a lot of Swiss chocolate filling up space. I see. Mm. I see. Any, any but have, have, the, have the sort of offerings of non-alcoholic pina colada and three years ago mulled wine, they've all... No, I haven't seen any mulled actually... wine for a while now. No, I haven't seen okay. all the non-alcoholic pina colada. No, and still sort of stretching things out onto shelves to make them look more than they are. Very, very popular. Stuffing is back. Stuffing is back. So that's oh, good. stuffing's back. Mm. Okay. Yeah, right in that. time for Easter. Yes. Super. <laughs> yes, that's indeed. Staple. 
Obviously, so but above no, no milk, no some cheese, some cheese was back. Um, but yes, it's still not shelves groaning with produce from the from the motherland. I'm afraid. Uh oh. Mm. Um, are there any other bits and pieces that are going on um, in the world that you'd like to talk about in terms of hospitality? If not, well, should I give you the opportunity to answer that question before I answer it for you? Is there anything else going on? Yes, in hospitality, uh, probably. (laughs) (laughs) You know, hospitality is always something going on, isn't there? Probably there is. Probably there is. Um, So, uh, yes, no. People getting jobs, people moving around, Dermot Crowley. Uh, Oh, yes. There we are, Philip Ward at KSL. So, you know, it's all about the letters. It is. Acronyms are going. Yes, what Um, it stands for. Oh, we could do another competition. Yes. Talking of competitions. The K makes so, it like Kentucky something, like Kentucky Fried Chicken. Very possibly. Mm. Very possibly. Um, so last week, regular viewers will recall, last week we had a moment of not remembering, although remembering that, that, that such thing did exist, we remembered that there was um, someone who uh, was um, banged up and had and requested a deals room. Yes. And we couldn't for the life of us remember who that person, who that hotelier was. But and so we said to we said to the good listeners of Nutrix, if you can, you get a delightful um Nutrix notepad. We we had um a flurry. A flurry? Do we have a flurry of responses? Um and we're gonna award the prize for most effort and commitment to the cause to Jonathan Langston. Um Catherine, well, who was the well done, Jonathan. It's winging its way to you. Who was the hotelier? It was, of it course, was... Um, Plaza Hotel owner, Sibrata Roy Sahara. There it was. Yes. Indeed, indeed. And, and this all ha- for the doing of the deals. And this all happened in 2014. Around 2014. So there you go. Um, right. I'm going to ask you the, que- the guest questions. I thought you were going to ask me, where's guest- Jürgen Bartels? But which is my other ongoing question in the hotel sector. If anyone knows where Jürgen Bartels is, um, you don't just get a notepad, you get the whole company. But hey! <laughs> <laughs> Right, you ready for your questions? Always. Here we go. When the shutters are up and I've had the jabs in my arm, the first thing I'm going to do is... Just, yes, touching things seems like a, a relevant thing to do. Though, of course, there's all these things with the variants, so really always more concerned. But that's a, that's a depressing, depressing answer. The first thing that I will do once I've had my jabs in my arms is, no, it is going to be touching things without, without touch, carrying a lot of hand gel. Because I always just look at people who carry hand gel all the time and think, oh, it's a bit mental. Um, and I like to think that it was a good thing to do. And you think, oh, I'm going to keep this. So I have one of those... Um, dispensers by my door so that people can come in and do that and I can do that and it's great um, and I thought oh actually it's a practical solution but actually uh, as my mother who was a nurse was uh, forever telling us you gotta eat some dirt <laughs> um so oh, it's charming but <laughs> whilst dishing you up <laughs> plates of dirt <laughs> I want to talk about uh, her cooking skills um but uh but yes so on the one hand I don't want to fill my dirt with deadly disease uh, on the other hand I'll probably just do things like touching touching bread in bowls in restaurants. I think they're going to touch that. Uh, probably eat those peanuts that you get in the um, just loads of really dangerous 
dangerous living, like eating the peanuts on <laughs> dangerous bars. Dangerous living. Dangerous living <laughs> involving communal snacks. <laughs> <laughs> that is a whole podcast episode on its own. <laughs> exactly. The best thing about the hotel sector is? Uh, it's hotels. And I don't think we can appreciate this too much, that you can go somewhere that isn't your house and then just like make a huge mess. And obviously the people in them, a lot of people who've answered this, people in them and, and, and your answer about resilience is very good. But um, but it's just, it's the hotelness of it all. It's the, the going into the room. I'm very neat and tidy normally as a human, but just like just a filthy pig when it comes to hotel rooms, stuff everywhere, awful. So yes, I look forward to not having to tidy up. Agree. The hotel sector would be significantly improved if, the rooms were all self-cleaning. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, the hotel sector would be significantly improved if it looked outside the hotel sector. So it's something of a, uh, not a toxic echo chamber because it's hotels, but it's something of an echo chamber. And um, years and years, years ago, when I used to go to the Berlin conference, I used to take a friend of mine who worked for the News of the World with me as a backup journalist. And she loved it because she would go to places and sit and hear them talking over and over again about these things that, the customer just didn't want or care about, um, but that they persuaded themselves were relevant trends. And she just sit there going, yeah, I have a question. The question is, it's just bullshit. Just, <laughs> just have some decent service. And, you know, not, not suggest that I'm a thief by asking for my credit card the minute I walk in through the damn door. Uh, just that sort of thing. So, yes, just look outside. See what other people are doing. Other people are doing fun things. Do that. Do that. Do what that. the industry needs now is to, uh, to open and have ongoing government support <laughs> so the industry needs now is to is to realize that it's raised its profile um and it can build on that and Absolutely. keep harassing government um and all the rest of them because uh in the uk not so much other places but in the uk there's still an awful lot of work to be done um, otherwise this will keep happening over and over again while they pay their tax and they do the good things and they provide this in the case of the UK sort of global Britain welcoming people being nice and not being backed up um, so yeah raise your voice raise your voice people I'd like to think we've learnt from this really more of the same I'm afraid <laughs> we should be raising our voice uh, and also that um Often in, in hotels, if we travel, not a lot, but more than the average person, um, you can become very blasé about the joy of a hotel. But I think what we've learned is that the idea that you can get into a bed that you didn't make yourself is so utterly, utterly joyous. And I'm not saying that I won't get over that immediately, um, but I like to think slightly I've learned to appreciate a room that somebody else has cleaned and made up for me. Here, here to all of that. Shut us up and off we go. Right, thank you for that super concise yet <laughs> detailed, I felt, trot around trot around our fair sector this week and for your responses. So. Um, the very best of International Women's Day to you. And the best of International Women's Day to you. Many thanks. I shall go and be an international woman on this day. Will you though? Because it's the International Women's Day where we're not allowed to be international. I know. I don't, I don't know if I've mentioned <laughs> it. So but it's yeah. more like... Domestic Women's Day, but that sounds like house cleaning Women's that sound, Day. Yeah, that sounds like I've got to scrub something. <laughs> exactly. Right <laughs> for Domestic Women's Day. 
I think I'm still drunk on the fact that I haven't got a six-year-old hanging off me. Mm. I don't know if I mentioned that. There's been no split digraphs today, so that is as much of a glory so as I need. So you don't know anything at frankly. all about like what six-year-old will learn? No, no, and I don't really want to, to be, at, no. to be honest. Until he graduates, I don't care. Yeah, and that's really, I think, what we've learned in this pandemic, how much uh, knowledge is necessary um, and how much we don't need to know quite i would agree to that hopefully that's everything you all good listeners need to know though so we shall leave it there and see you all next week so that concludes our thoughts for this week thank you to everyone involved in creating this episode and providing something for your ears whilst walking the dog washing the cat chopping the veg or however else you pass the time while podcasting Please do review and subscribe if you get your ear entertainment via Apple or follow new tricks if your ear delight comes from Spotify. These things make a difference, apparently. Until next time.